listening this is another natural law podcast episode on anchor spotify this is episode number 67 my name is bill hoy my website is willhoy.com w-i-l-l-h-o-e-y.com it's february 2022 and once again natural law episode 67 with bill hoy that's me um and just uh, want to mention uh, the juicing fruits and vegetables. It's been helping me. Um, this cold is getting, you know, it's getting better, but uh, still hanging on to me a little bit. My throat's a little gets itchy sometimes, and and so I might have to clear my throat a little bit more than usual, or you know, stuff like that, so hopefully that's not a problem. Um, so I'm just going to continue here with just talking about, you know, what's going on in my life. Not that anybody cares, but um, just uh, I'm uh, mentioning this because this is about doing the great work and about teaching natural law. And this is, like I mentioned in... Um, you know, the last episode, you know, there's a price to pay. There's a price to pay if you want to live your life morally. There's a price to pay if you want to want to teach natural law. And, and which, once again, I'm not trying to discourage anybody. We need people, man. We, we need massive amounts of voices. We need massive amounts of voices. And for these past two years, I've been, you know, taking using all my time to do this work, uh, the great work, teaching natural law, teaching objective morality, universal principles of objective morality. And, uh, you know, it's taken a toll on me. It's taken a toll on me. Um, you got people out there, I mentioned this before, that have been doing this for much longer than that. Exponentially, some people exponentially longer than that, full time. And it's 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 going to take a toll. And I knew you know, I mentioned this before in past episodes. I knew the day was coming where I wasn't going to be able to to do this in this capacity and. Yeah, and pretty much it's been, you know, for the past, I'd say about month plus, I've known that I have to try to get some kind of, like, weekly paid employment, um, earning Federal Reserve notes, which, folks, you don't 
have to do this work full time. It's not a requirement to do this full time. Uh, it's any any help we can get from anyone. I mean, if you could just, you know, it's not. A, I, I said this before. I've mentioned this in my podcast before. It's not a requirement to to quit your, I guess I'll say, day job and do the great work full time. It's it's not a requirement. This can be done. I've mentioned I did this part time for six years, and then I I quit my job mainly because I was earning money immorally from I was getting paid with money that came out of a pool that came from the euphemized what's the euphemism tax dollars which is <clears throat> money acquired via extortion robbery deception and duress and that's immoral and I couldn't look myself in the mirror so to speak metaphorically anymore and continue to do that knowing that people are suffering and this was even before all the the SARS 2 shit uh, knowing that people were suffering barely able to pay their bills and here I am profiting off that and that's that's I couldn't live my life like that however that's the main reason that I quit my job that job that's the main reason And I've been through this before. Many of my family members, you know, will, will, some of my family members will make comments like, "Oh, I, I, I don't want to do that work because I don't want to quit my job." You don't have to quit your fucking job. You can do this part time, which is what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be scaling this down. Not that anybody listens to any of this stuff anyway, but and, and that's another reason. You know, just getting discouraged. I mean, why put all this time into it and you know? Nobody listens to this yet. And once again, I don't want people to just believe me and blindly believe me. I want people to look into this stuff and start doing this work for yourself. And once again, you don't have to quit your job. You can do this part-time. I'm going to be scaling down. I, I, I don't know how much I'm going to need to, I guess, how much time I'm going to be spending at whatever place of employment I get hired at, but I'm gonna be scaling down a lot. And I've been over this, it's, it's expensive just to live a basic life in New Jersey. And there's always, wherever there's a will, there's a way, there's always ways to reduce capacity and, 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 and you know, make sacrifices. I don't wanna get too much into that. I was more than willing to reduce capacity and for example, sell the current uh, place that I live in now, which I love, but it's just, I can't afford it, especially doing this work and scale down. But others in my family didn't want to do that. And that's, that's, you know, I'm not taking any shots at them. I'm just, I'm just saying there's always, where, where there's a will, there's a way. And even in ridiculous, expensive New Jersey, there's ways to scale down. But of course, it, it means 
making sacrifices, and a lot of people don't want to make those sacrifices. And I mentioned this before with my family members, they haven't gone as far down the rabbit hole as I have. And a lot of the things that I do and that I talk about, they don't understand. And they're not ready to make a lot of the sacrifices that I'm ready to make. Because they haven't gone as far down the rabbit hole and they haven't seen just how really unbelievably dire it is. The situation is. But... So there's there's always wherever there's a will there's a way even in even in expensive ass New Jersey Which I think is like the most expensive state to live in I think even more expensive than Hawaii and some polls that I've seen I think you people out in California you can understand California. This is I'm talking about the United States here um, um, <laughs> America <laughs> nothing united about these states here, but you people out in California America you can understand you can understand how expensive it is and, you know, more expensive to live in, in Hawaii. I'm pretty sure. That's what I saw in one poll taken. New Jersey, more expensive to live than Hawaii. It's crazy. That's insane. But, I mean, there's always options. There's always wherever there's a will, there's a way. I, I mean, I really don't have any family members to live with or really that I would want to live with. I mean, even my mother, if she were to let me live with her, I mean, my mother probably wouldn't even let me, wouldn't even want me to live with her, okay? Which is fine. Um, it doesn't upset me. Um, but, I mean, I wouldn't even want to live with her anyway. <clears throat> it, it just wouldn't work out. And so... I've decided to, instead of living on the streets, I'm going to look for a basic, simple job and try to try to hold on as best I can to my principles and survive in this scarcity-based monetary system of control that we're living under and I'm gonna be you know I'm already I've already been scaling down a lot I've been taking a lot of time looking for work and stuff like that and work meaning employed by somebody making weekly paychecks I guess and um, or bi-weekly whatever it is but um, not that I'm not working. Let me tell you something. And one one thing that a lot of my family members don't understand, and when I say family members, I'm really referring to the people who live closest to me, mainly my children. They don't understand. They, 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 they don't see just how much work I've done. I mean, I've worked, you know, in these two years that I've done this great work full time, I probably worked more than I ever have at anything. Learning software learning what's really going on in this world from many different sources not just going to one source and just listening to that person and and getting the information you know going to s multiple different sources sources that i don't even agree with a lot of the people whose whose work i study i don't even i, I mean i don't 
I don't agree with everything anybody says, but, and I'm sure n no one should, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, with studying someone's work and not agreeing with a lot of the things I say. But, I mean, I, I, I study information from so many different sources, people like researchers who wouldn't even work together. I study both of their work. I mean, it's, it's various sources, various various sources, even sources I don't agree with. I've even studied stuff like from like scumbags, like, like, like Klaus Schwab and, and, and Gates and stuff. I've, in Kissinger, I've studied their writings. <clears throat> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And I've worked more in these two years than I've worked in my whole entire life, not to mention doing work that's beneficial for society. And people just don't understand that. People just, they can't see through, I'll say them, for example, the matrix, they can't see through it. They just see someone on a computer, in a sense, quote unquote, playing around making videos and stuff, living the good life. I've tried to tell many of my family members constantly have thought that I'm living my dream. I'm, and I've told them time after time again, I am not living my dream. This is not what I want to do. Doing this work is not what I want to do. I've, I've gone, I spent a lot of time and energy and, and I, I've also spent a lot of, a life savings. What do I have to show for it? Really nothing. And I'm getting very discouraged with doing this work. I really don't even want to do it full time anymore, really. I've mentioned this before. Look at all the, a lot of the researchers out there that put out videos and get tens of thousands of views, which is great for them. I mean, meaning like, in a sense, they put out the work and they at least get some rewards from it. Um, but look at how, how much of a difference is that making in the world? We're descending into total slavery here in this world. Total slavery. And here in America, we're going to walk right into it. But I'm just getting very discouraged doing this work. And it's just, it just really doesn't seem worth it to me, but it's something knowing, knowing this stuff, I, I have to, I have to put this information out. It's, it's, it's my duty. So I'm going to continue doing this, but very, very reduced and scaled down, which once again, all of you out there, anyone who's listening can do this yourself. You don't have to quit your day job. I mean, I'll say this. 
if you're working at a job where especially you're involved in direct harm to people, you do have to quit your job. I will say that. And people don't want to hear this, but I'm talking to police and military members and, and corrections officers. You're participating in direct harm to people and you do need to quit your job. Unfortunately, there'll be someone there to fill your job and as soon as you walk out. But, I mean, once again, like I mentioned, I quit my job and I wasn't even directly harming people, but I was, I was getting paid with money that comes from harm to people. And that was enough for me. That was enough for me. But people don't want to lose their comfort. People don't want to lose their what they think they have. People don't want to be taken out of their comfort zone. And that's got to change, folks. It's got to change. But I mean, if you're just working a... <clears throat> excuse me. My itchy throat. Um, if you're working at a job where you're not, you know, participating in in serious immorality, just keep working your job and make a video, make a podcast, do something. You can do a lot of things. And once again, I've been over this. You can't live in a society here in America and the world and not participate in some kind of immorality in some way, shape or form. It's, it's almost impossible. I've been over this. It's about reducing harm to the best of your ability. And unfortunately, like with what I mentioned with police having to quit their jobs. I mean, look, I'm all for having, I've been through this before. I'm just going to mention this again real quickly because this just has to keep being mentioned. It has to, it has to. Um, I'm all for having people in a society that are paid voluntarily that help handle problems in society. You know, I mean, I'm all for that. I'm all for people having um, people who investigate crimes. Nothing wrong with that. But under the current system that these individuals are being paid with stolen money, these individuals are order followers, and even your better, let's say in a case of police, even your better police who aren't aggressive with all the the tyranny still uphold the whole system and the whole the whole barrel is rotten hold on a second <coughs> the whole barrel's rotten and it has to go and the only way i see this happening is all police quitting their jobs, no one else taking the jobs, same with the military, 
or a complete change in consciousness all the way around in the majority of, I'll just say, you know what, I'll say the world, but here, I'm speaking mainly here in America, where I'm from, I'm from the United States, the ununited States, um, and that's it, so that's going to be all for that, I, gotta, I want to move on, I want to say uh, good job to the British people for getting out into the streets, putting their skin in the game. I mean, once again, I'm not big into protesting and going to the state house and begging people to observe my rights, but it's still doing something. The you know, you British people getting out there, many of you other people out in Europe, um, very few in America, but you British people getting out there, putting your skin into the game, taking time out of your life to, to do something that really has some meaning. And it's looking like, at least so far, the ruling class of England is dialing it back a bit, so to speak, from, from the SARS-2 uh, mandates and rules, executive orders, and all this shit. And it looks like they're, the ruling class is backing off, I think, partially, I think, because they're seeing, once again, people getting out into the streets, getting pissed off, and... They're also, you know, the ruling class knows that this whole thing was a sham. Not that there isn't a virus, of course. I've been over this. There is a virus. It's been isolated. Lou Montagnier isolated it. Found HIV strands in it. Gain of function research. It's created in a lab. And, but really, when it comes down to it, there's really nothing different before this scamdemic started than during the scamdemic. Just a new virus out there created in a lab, and yes, it's been killing people with multiple comorbidities, and, and really not much different than any other regular flu season. And the British people put their skin in the game, got out there and got pissed off, and, and it looks like they're getting results, and also the power structure also knowing that this whole thing was a was a sham and they're trying to distance themselves a bit from it I think that's my opinion but congratulations British people I'll be honest with you I thought that Americans would be out before the British um, and I was wrong and I commend all of you and I stand with you. And you know, here in America, we're we're just complacent. We're complacent. We don't want to lose what we got, what we think we have. Once again, I've mentioned with this uh, great reset. That's that's definitely coming. Look into it. The World Economic Forum Great Reset. I've mentioned this before. This is coming. And I've also mentioned that really when it comes to their slogan, you will own nothing and like it, I'll just speak for here in America, but this applies to the whole entire world. We're already there. We're already there. I've talked about the whole, you know, whole mentioning of property taxes. You can't own property if you have to pay somebody to have it. You're not the owner. 
and it shows that you don't even understand ownership. We Americans and people of the world, but once again, speaking for Americans, we don't even understand ownership. What does this have to do with natural law? Everything. Natural law is about ownership. Our rights. We own our rights. I've been over that in past episodes. <clears throat> I've been over that in past episodes. It's all about ownership. Everything's about ownership. Our rights are ours. We own them. They're birthrights. We can't give them away and no one can take them from us. Although we can imagine that. We can imagine that. And align our behaviors with that and get slavery but the truth is that's why we get slavery because you really can't give away a right you can't delegate you can't delegate a right you don't have you can't give away your rights it's not possible you own them they're yours No human being has any more rights than any others. I've been over this again and again and again and again and ad infinitum. And I lost my train of thought. My throat's itching me right now. <clears throat> um, but we Americans are just complacent. And this Great Reset's coming in, and it's going to come in, and the social credit system, I talked about that a little bit in the last episode, in previous episodes, that, that this is coming in, and it's going to come in basically underlying causal factors because we Americans and people of the world, but just speaking for America, that's where I'm from, um, don't understand ownership. And at least the British people there may be starting to understand ownership on a pretty good level a little bit. They're putting their skin in the game, getting out into the streets, and it looks like it's having a good effect. But we Americans, we don't understand ownership. We all think we own our homes. I've been over this. I'm just going to go over this quickly, and then I want to get into what I want to get into. Um, we Americans... We call people with mortgages homeowners. That's absolute nonsense. And then I've been over this so many times. We think that property taxes are a legitimate construct. And we actually think that we own our properties when we pay property taxes. And it shows that we don't understand ownership. And what I'm, what I'm getting to is with the Great Reset is that all it's going to take is just a, in a sense, metaphorically, a flip of a switch. Because we already really don't own anything. We don't even own our own bodies. We don't even own our own bodies. Drug rules called laws. We don't even own our own bodies. I've been over that. We, and, and we don't even own our own bodies. We Americans are still, are, many, many of us are still arguing over, over whether the state has the right to forcefully vaccinate people actors of the state have the right to to decree make decrees that we have to be forcefully vaccinated and order followers enforcing that we're still debating that state doesn't even have the fucking right to exist we own our bodies no matter what's happening 
Even if a billion people are dying from some virus, we still own our bodies and it's our choice whether we want to take a pharmaceutical or not. This Great Reset is going to walk right into to the United States, in a sense, once again, metaphorically. <clears throat> and it's just going to be just a change, just change of wording, pretty much. And the social credit system, whoa boy, get ready for that. Get ready for that. And what do, I'm going to finish it with this. What do most people say here in America? Well, all you have to do is just comply and you'll be fine. Yeah. Guess what, folks? That's what leads to concentration camps. And these woke yo-yos <clears throat> out here who are basically getting into a mass formation psychosis. Look, in, look into that, mass formation psychosis. Watch, I, I've mentioned this before, watch Occult History of the Third Reich. You want to see mass formation psychosis. Look at, look at all, I think it was part one, I think. Look at all the people gathering together in these rituals that, that the Nazis were doing. It's, it's, it, it's insane mass formation psychosis. Look into that. All right, I'm going to move on. <clears throat> Okay, I this has to be talked about. Artificial ice nucleation. What is artificial ice nucleation? It's creation of snowstorms. Creating endothermic reactions. I've talked a little bit about this before. Creating endothermic reactions at higher temperatures than freezing. Um, it is a part of climate engineering programs. And it is a weather weapon. And I'll just start going through my bullet points, try to just follow my bullet points here, because I want to talk about a lot of things. But let me just follow my bullet points here. Prior to this uh, blizzard that came through the eastern United States, um, there was another little snow event where it started snowing at like 38 degrees. And even in this blizzard, it started snowing at like 34 degrees above, obviously above freezing. Now, of course, I've mentioned this a little bit, I think. The weather stations and weather people have a little chart that they set up that explains why this happens. And I'm saying, <clears throat> in my opinion, that what that chart really is describing is artificial ice nucleation, but the weather people are describing it as a natural occurrence. That's something to look into. Okay, I'm look, looking into more of that myself. It's that that's a tough. I I was digging into that for a while. It's it's a tough one to dig into. It's 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 going to require.
getting books and studying books on endothermic reactions and the physics of, of, of snow creation, stuff like that. But, um, which I don't have a problem doing. That's, 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 that's how you learn about stuff. You got to, once again, like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode here, getting information from many different sources and getting deep into information and getting deep into understanding of mathematics and physics and stuff like that. And it's not easy and not a lot of people want to do that. And it's not a requirement of doing this work, but me, I like to really study into shit. That, that's what I like to do. Um, but I think every human being should have basic understandings of physics and math and mathematics and, and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, moving on. Uh, um, uh, so you, you, there's con it's commonly mentioned, you know, by weather people, I guess, talking about changeovers of rain to snow. And I really think that's artificial ice nucleation. I think that's a pretty much new phenomenon within the past 10, maybe 20 years, the whole idea of changing over of rain to snow, maybe last 20 years plus. It's a new concept. And from what I've studied, climate engineering programs have been going on for decades, but right around a couple of years before 9-11, there was a ramp up of these programs from what I've studied. Um, but anyway, continuing on with my bullet points, I, I think winter is a farce. Winter as we know it. I think winter as we know it is gone. And this planet is definitely warming. I'm going to get to that. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I've been over this, folks. <laughs> Burning 90 million to 100 million barrels of oil a day. A day. A day. Not even counting all the other fuels that we use, like coal and stuff, that add to the heat budget. Folks, the reason why we have warm temperatures on this planet is because of carbon, methane, and nitrous oxide, for example. <clears throat> I'll say carbon and methane. Um, because of carbon and methane in the atmosphere. So if the more of that, the more of that you add, and of course, at the speed, the rate, 90 million to 100 million barrels of oil a day being burned and that, and that going into the atmosphere, that, that's, that's astonishing. And once again, many people refer to these studies that are out there that I think are manipulated um, as far as statistically. I've been over that using different levels of measurement, like this one study that says all humans only contribute 3% of just, it, it, they said in the study carbon, which of course you got methane, you got nitrous oxide, you got a, a lot of other elements there. But um, only three, you know, um, he, people on the planet only contribute 3%. And I think, <clears throat> I tried to look it into a little bit and just didn't really find anything at the time, once again, it's it, all this stuff. It, it, it all this stuff is so. It's getting harder and harder to search things on the internet, man, because it's just there's so much 
censorship and and once again i've talked about the censorship how it's not always directly overt censorship or you just make a video and they take you down it's, it's more than that it's it's they the the search engines they modify the search engines and all that kind of stuff i've been through that but um it's it's you know 90 million to 100 million barrels of oil a day the speed the speed of adding this carbon to the atmosphere, the amount and the speed, and I've been over this, you're definitely going to warm the planet. I mean, you're definitely going to add to the thermal energy buildup of the planet. I mean, there's, it's the only thing that can happen. And with the study, humans only adding 3%. I think it's the other way around. I think humans are 97% and all other sources 3% is what I would say. And you got to look at everything, not just the petroleum industry. Everything that we humans do. I'm telling you, look into all this shit. Look into the just the petroleum industry and, and all of our fucking products are made from petroleum products. And, and, and I've been through this before. But I think this study was... Oh, phone call. Alright, uh, that phone call was a family emergency, so I had to cut my recording short. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you, this trying to get this episode out there, it's been one thing after another. I just can't get this, this going here. Um, so, yeah, the family emergency turned out okay just fan took my this my family member to an emergency care place and boy I'll tell you in this world we're living in man once again I'm from America and New Jersey this world we're living in absolutely satanic absolutely satanic world this emergency care unit and these order followers and who work there require you to the the patient to wear a mask. I mean, I mean that's the, the the first thing. I mean, they didn't even ask my family member like what happened or anything. It, it instantly, soon, soon as my family member got in there. It was, oh, you need to put this mask on, and then they give you a mask. God only knows where that's been. But um, basically what's happening is in order to get medical treatment, you have to conform to the facility's worldview and wear a mask. Or um, I've seen in on in numerous occasions, you won't be, you know, the person... If they don't conform to the worldview put on their mask, they won't be treated and they can go and die and suffer. I've seen that a lot of times, but I've also seen times where people have refused and still got treated. So there's those instances, but just these people that work in these facilities, they're, they're satanic. And you have to conform to their worldview in order to get emergency medical treatment. This is the world we're living in. This is the world we're fucking living in. But I'm continuing on with artificial ice nucleation. I just want to 
just finish off with touching on what I was talking about, the the 3% human contribution carbon study. And I think it's it that was a not that the inner the the level of measurement was a nominal level of measurement meaning by name i don't know possibly ordinal there's four levels of measurement i've been over this i'm not getting too much into this uh i haven't every couple of years i start picking up statistics again but then i get busy and then i i stop but you have ratio level of measurement which is the most common and straightforward um and then you have uh uh, ordinal level, which I think is kind of like temperature scale. Zero is not absence of, uh, of value. And, or that may be interval. There's interval levels of measurement. Then there's nominal levels of measurement, which is by name, which I think is what this, which this uh, study was done, the 3% carbon human contribution, but possibly could also be ordinal. I don't know. But that's, and these levels of measurement have purposes, but, um, but what, what happens is the whoever is paying for the study, whatever they want the study to to convey, the people who do the statistical measurements will use these different levels of measurements. I say inappropriately to get desired results. So that's it. I'm moving on from that. Um, Once again, I mentioned that I think winter as we know it is his, is gone. I don't, uh, to be honest with you folks, I don't know if we ever really knew what winter really was because these climate engineering programs from what I've studied started back in the late forties. And it, it's just folks. Once I know that, I'll just speak for the U.S. military, but it's been documented by mainstream media sources that the Chinese military created snowstorms. But once I know that the U.S. military, I'll just speak for the U.S. military, has the capability to create snowstorms, I don't trust any weather event at all that's my position but you know this recent blizzard in late January 2022 caused many to suffer some people died the moral implications of weather warfare are extensive so it has everything to do with natural behavior laws Playing God with the weather, messing with the creator. You don't think that's going to have uh, serious consequences? Talking about these ionosphere heaters, heating layers of the ionosphere to incredibly insane temperatures, raising levels of the atmosphere, affecting upper level winds, which is a part of these, I say, part of these weather, winter weather manipulations and, and even summer weather manipulations. You don't think that's going to have consequences? 
using the ionosphere as a conductor as a uh, for communications and weapon disabling of weapons systems you don't think that's going to have consequent consequences better wake up which now I'm just gonna say that I think I'm the only researcher that'll talk about this one of the only researchers besides the lead researcher of geoengineeringwatch.org and some of the people who post on his website I think besides them I'm the only researcher that will talk about this in fact when it comes to researchers with large bodies of work I would say probably the lead researcher of geoengineeringwatch.org Dane Wigginton that's his name I mentioned him before I mentioned his documentary to dimming and all that stuff <clears throat> I think he's the only person out of independent researchers with large bodies of work that that will talk about this on a relatively consistent basis I understand that many independent researchers don't focus on this and stuff but really I'm just gonna be honest with you I really don't hear anyone out there talking about this and there's a lot of reasons I think these artificial ice nucleation events or any winter weather event that happens appeases many people in the freedom movement because they hate Al Gore so much I'll get a little bit to Al Gore again I've talked about him so many times that I call it the Al Gore PSYOP um, controlled opposition PSYOP uh, which I absolutely do think that Gore is a part of the power structures plan uh, you know the agenda 21 very real agenda 21 very real very real agenda now I guess it's 2030 or whatever I mean you know they fucking change it all the time and um very real and very sinister and I do not want anything to do with agenda 21 but unfortunately these I say artificial ice nucleation is is a big time weather weapon I'm going to get to that in a little bit but a psychological weather weapon I'm going to get to that um but I think I'm the only researcher who, who really will will talk about this besides a couple others um, in fact I think I'm probably the only researcher with you know lower bodies of work that'll talk about this besides maybe some of the people once again who post on uh, geoengineeringwatch.org people don't want to touch this people like their winter weather I'm going to get to the psychology of winter weather. People like their winter weather. It's sad. It's sad that more people aren't at least talking about the fact that the U.S. military and the Russian military, uh, they've, I've read several accounts of their, um, um, there was an official account I mentioned this of the Russian military seeding rain clouds to rain on a lot of the wildfires that was a I looked that up on several uh, I think that was I think that was Scientific American I think I can't remember um but you know also the Chinese military and US military all have the capability to to create winter weather 
and that we should all be suspicious of any winter weather. But that's not what's happening. People in the anti-climate engineering movement won't touch this because it, once again, fits their narrative because they hate Al Gore so much. People in the freedom movement won't touch this because it fits their narrative because they hate Al Gore so much. Boy, boy, I'll tell you, that Al Gore has a lot of people, has a lot of people stuck, man. He's got you. He's got you out there, people in the anti-climate engineering movement. He's got you out there, people in the freedom movement. Him and his public relations machine. They got you, man. They got you. It's sad. People, I mean, I'm going to get to the psychology, but I just want to mention, look into the Nolenberg patent. K-N-O-L-L-E-N-B-E-R-G patent. Um, and once again, I'll mention geoengineeringwatch.org has these patents on its website. You could go, you could go to that um, it website when it comes, especially when it comes, when it comes to climate engineering, that website I, I think is, is the best. There's also, you know, the Carnicom Institute. They're very good. Jeff Rentz talks a lot about this stuff. Um, but I would say, you know, Dane Wigginton's site, is is very good um but it's not the only place once again like i mentioned get your information from many different sources okay but the nolenberg patent describes several incidents incidents where frozen precipitation was created in clouds seeded by aircraft and also you they use cannons i'm going to get that in a second at temperatures far above freezing <clears throat> and they use silver iodide okay that's common urea which i forget what that is and then there's there's surfactants like what's in soap and then there's this is real nice ammonium nitrate mm. and then this is real nice this is even better liquid propane let me give you a suggestion don't eat the snow i wouldn't eat the snow folks fucking ammonium nitrate liquid propane and of course that all you know, that all comes down, gets into our soils, all this shit. We're swimming in a toxic sea, man. But let's see, let me just look at my bullet points. And in the patents, there are several descriptions of real world application experiments with success. I also mentioned there's a document, Project Skywater, I think, talks talks a lot about this, Project Skywater. Um, and uh, once again, I'll mention the Enmod Treaty. Let's look at this Enmod Treaty, too, because once again, it's basically in some a treaty between the three superpowers, U.S., Russia, China, to basically, in a sense, only engineer weather over their own airspace. So once again, another reason I would say where I would not trust any weather event, let alone a snowstorm. On, on an incredibly warming planet, yes, the planet's warming, folks, deal with it. Thermal energy on this planet, I've mentioned this so many times, and I'm going to keep mentioning, is, is building up. That's the big problem. 
I'm going to get to that. Um, but yeah, look into these project, look into these uh, experiments in the Nolenberg patent, and I want to mention that a lot of times in a lot of these experiments, you see they talk about using cannons to seed clouds, you know, shooting the the silver iodide, urea, all the surfactants or whatever, ammonium nitrate and liquid propane up into the clouds, and yeah, I'm. Um, you know, it's documented that they've done experiments with that, but let me tell you something, folks. When they when they seed clouds, they do it with aircraft, okay? Because I think a lot of the cannon stuff is, I think it's kind of like a misdirection. They, they want people to, you know, if they see it start snowing and people go outside and they don't see any cannons around, well, then I guess it, it's a natural event. No, they use aircraft, folks. Look at the look up Project Popeye. Look up Project Popeye, and you'll see the the group of uh, pilots that were a part of the weather manipulation program. And what are they standing next to? They're standing next to an airplane, folks. Okay. Airplanes are used for cloud seeding projects. Okay, and storm intensifying and dissipating and all kinds of stuff. Okay, they use aircraft. They don't use cannons. Okay, they don't use cannons. They use aircraft. That's what they use. So, you can look into these patents and you'll see they've had success of creating winter weather at temperatures above, starting above, uh, 32 degrees. So many people will say, well, why would why would the U.S. military, you know, or, or, you know what? I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to the why would they do this. But now I'm going to talk about would they do this. And many people will say, well, you don't know that the US military is doing this. And of course, that's what the beautiful thing about weather warfare. It's it's a weapon that you can use and people will never even know that they've been attacked. It's the ultimate weapon. It's the ultimate weapon. And of course, folks, we can all see what's going on in these skies. Something's going on. Okay, something's going on. You know, these planes in the sky are changing the weather. You got planes going back and forth, filling the sky with their emissions. Absolutely changes the weather. Once again, when the sun's out, that's weather. It's called sunny. And then when the sun is partially blocked or completely blocked, it's called either overcast. I even really call it obscured because that's really what solar radiation management is. It's obscuring the sun. Or just, you could maybe say cloudy, but that is a change of weather. When it's sunny, that's the weather. It's it's sunny. And when the sun is, is blocked, that's a change in weather. It's not sunny anymore. It's now overcast. Maybe you could call it cloudy or obscured. We can see this. 
Okay? I'm going to get a little bit more into that, but... The weather warfare is the ultimate weapon. <clears throat> why wouldn't they use this? That's the question. Not why would they use this? Why wouldn't they? And, well, you can look at past history of the U.S. military when the U.S. military has a history of using the weapons that they create. No sense in having a weapon and not using it. Think about it. The You could start with the atomic bombings of civilians in Japan. And of course, all the people with their Stockholm Syndrome, they'll justify that. I always like to say, how would you feel if that was your family members? How would you feel if that was your five-year-old child that had his eyes burnt out and his face burnt off. How would you feel? You also have 70-plus open-air biological experiments done by the U.S. military on U.S. civilians. This is documented, folks. It's all been released on Freedom of Information. You got uranium munitions used on, of course, the people of Iraq, which Americans don't give a, a fucking shit about, but used on the U.S. soldiers, too. It affected the U.S. soldiers. That's a big problem. That's a big problem with us here in America. We, we don't give a shit about civilians around the world. Don't give a shit about them. And more civilians are about, you know, more civilians have just been killed recently in U.S. operations in Syria. And now more civilians are going to be killed once this, the American military goes over to Russia, of all places. The American military doesn't have any business going anywhere in the world. The American military and all militaries don't have any business even fucking existing. We were warned about this. I've been through this so many times. The founding fathers of this country of America warned us about having a standing professional active army, especially that gets involved in foreign affairs. It's the death of freedom. The colonists knew that. And we think that this military is the bastion of, uh, is the protector of freedom. It's absolute, absolute idiocy. So, once again, you know, 500,000 Iraqi children died of starvation and lack of medical care during the economic sanctions of the Clinton years. A lot of that had to do with what the American military did in the first Gulf. They call it a war. I call it a slaughter. It was target practice. I've been through that. It's fucking target practice. It's target practice. <clears throat> and um, not that any Americans care. Not that any Americans care about other people, you know, civilians of other countries, innocent civilians. We're going to pay for that. We're going to pay for that. And we are paying for that. 
As the society becomes more immoral, that society becomes more enslaved. Look at our society. Look at our society. We Americans don't care about civilians in other countries being murdered by our military. That's what Julian Assange and Bradley Manning were trying to expose. Um, and now we're more enslaved. Now we Americans don't even care about our own fellow Americans. You come in, you come into an emergency care, you need emer emergency care, you better put on your mask or we're not going to care for you. You can go out and fucking die. You can die for all they care. You don't want to put on your mask, you die. That's what I've seen. I've seen, I've seen incidents of that. I mean, of course, my family member didn't resist, so I don't know what they would have done there at this urgent care, but I've read many incidences of this happening around America. As the society becomes more moral, that society becomes more enslaved. More and more, more enslaved, looking up in the sky and seeing airplanes, filling the sky with their emissions, changing the weather, blocking the sun, that's changing the weather, and just going on about their day. More and more, more enslaved. And the US military has documented history of using weather warfare, biological experiments on U.S. civilians and, of course, civilians of other countries, but no American, Americans don't care about that. In fact, I don't think Americans even care about our own civilians anymore, really, to be honest with you. U.S. soldiers affected by those uranium munitions and, of course, the horrors of you know, of what happened from the Iranian pollution in Fallujah, not that anybody cares. And then you got Agent Orange. Agent Orange. The U.S. military spraying glyphosate, Agent Orange, of course, once again, on civilians, on, uh, it resulted in incredible atrocities to the civilians. Once again, not that any Americans care, but it also affected the soldiers and people still want to join the military. Imagine that. After Agent Orange, I would think no American would ever want to join a military again, and here we are. Here we are. Getting ready to invade Russia. Seriously? It's disgusting. And then, of course, there's Project Popeye I mentioned in Vietnam. And then you got gain-of-function research, creation of, 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 of viruses, which even, you know, the independent researchers who've isolated um, this virus have seen components of the virus, the SARS-2, that could not have originated in nature. And they were doing the uh, SARS-2, you know, coronavirus research at the Wuhan lab in China and U.S. National Institute of Health was partnered with that. 
I mean, how much more evidence do we need to know that our military, <clears throat> the U.S. military, all militaries, and and really these government agencies are all immoral. The whole, the state doesn't even have the right to exist. I've been through this before, but, you know, forget it. I'm talking to myself on that one. But you got Lyme's disease. That was, that, that's official. You can look right into that. Create in a lab. Create in a laboratory. How many people really care? I did an episode on that. I mean, not a whole episode, but I did a, a large part of an episode on that. Same with the gain of function research and I mentioned what what's commonly used in in our society here in America and around the world but in America people will say oh you, you, you insensitive person not wanting to wear a mask not wanting to take a test not wanting to take a vaccine my family member died of this yeah your family member first thing I, I mean how do you really even know that because most of these people die with multiple comorbidities but anyway um Okay, so you you say that you know you, it was it was documented that your family member died of this uh, SARS two. This SARS two was made in a lab. Get mad at the people who created this in a laboratory. And and once again, what does this have to do with with what I'm talking about with artificial ice nucleation? The U.S. military and government agencies. I'm just speaking for the U.S. Have used weather warfare and biological experiments on not just people around the world but american citizens so in other words would they use weather as a weapon on u.s civilians absolutely i say absolutely <clears throat> excuse me and weather as a weapon is the perfect weapon It's the perfect weapon. Why would the U.S. military use weather warfare on U.S. civilians? Because the ice nucleation, the artificial ice nucleation process, keeps the public confused and divided over the true state of Earth's climate and biosphere. Think about it. It's, it's blatantly obvious that this planet is warming. Really, all you need is is a, is a basic understanding of physics. You don't even need to, I mean, there's a lot of misdirection to weed through with this. But basically, you get a basic understanding of physics, and it's, it's, it's completely obvious that the planet is, is going to warm. Once again, the reason why this planet is habitable and warm is because of elements like carbon and methane, and you keep adding that to the planet and and especially at the speed look into these methane craters that are that are blowing out up in up in siberia you add that you add that to it it's it's gonna it's gonna increase the thermal energy buildup and warm and a lot of that you know a lot of that is is once again the oceans take in a lot of that warmth so a lot of times you can't always go by land temperatures but hold on one second so the planet's definitely warming. Thermal energy on a planet's definitely building up. I don't like to use the term global warming because that's politicized, and that's uh, that's one of those um, 
Bernays buzzwords. It's become a Bernays buzzwords where instantly people hear global warming like people in the anti-climate engineering movement and freedom movement and instantly think Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, which once again, those are a part of that. Yes, it is the politicized global warming, but I'm just talking about I'm just talking about true science and the thermal energy buildup on the planet. And it's absolutely happening. So creating snowstorms and winter weather is an absolute perfect psychological weapon. Think about it. Imagine you have a bunch of people who are in the midst of a winter weather ice nuclear artificial ice nucleated event and they're in their homes. The 70 mile an hour winds outside. That's what was going on up up in this this recent blizzard up in up in Massachusetts there on the Cape. Those people get slammed by these winter uh, artificial ice nucleation winter weather events. I say they're artificial, but once again, oh boy, that that uh, inability to conclusively prove it, right? That's that's the that's what makes these weather weapons so perfect. Of course, the U.S. military and other militaries would use this, but those individuals imagine up there, they got 70 mile an hour winds. It's about it's about five degrees. Their power's out, and they're huddled in their home with blankets on, worried about that they might not survive to the next day. And you think those individuals are going to want to talk about the thermal energy buildup and the warming of the planet? Hey, guys, how's it going? Oh, your power's out. Oh, it's five degrees. Oh, yeah, 70 mile an hour winds. Oh, yeah, you're not sure if you're going to make it to the morning. Hey, I was just wondering, uh, you know, while you got a little time, would you like to talk about uh, the thermal energy buildup on the planet, the warming of the planet? Are you fucking kidding me? You think people are going to want to talk about that? And once again, not only just not at the time they're freezing their asses off during these ice nucleated events, artificial ice nucleated events, I say artificial, <clears throat> these, these cold weather events. These people are going to remember that for the rest of their lives. In fact, even if it's not as extreme as people like what happened in Texas, you know, last year, the, 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 the freezing, you know, what happened in Texas. I mean, that's just insane. Those people are going to remember that for the rest of their lives. Even, even in situations where people aren't in a life-threatening situation, if it's cold out, they're going to remember that for the rest of their lives. And any time, <clears throat> any time anyone tries to mention any kind of warming of the planet, they're not going to want to hear it. It's the perfect psychological weapon. It's the perfect psychological weapon. And... It, it, I lost my train of thought because I was just just thinking about something. But it's, I mean, people are going to remember that for the rest of their lives. And you, and you think they're going to be open to wanting to talk about these large glaciers calving, calving off? Um, you think they're going to want to talk about the record temperatures that were going on in December up in Alaska and just getting near into the 70s? You think they're going to want to talk about that? You think they're going to want to hear that? Of course not. 
It's the perfect weather weapon. And then you got the people who hate Al Gore so much stuck in that. I call it the allegory like in the Matrix, the third Matrix. I think it was uh, not Revolutions. Uh, I forget what the, the, the third Matrix was. Uh, but the third Matrix movie. Of course, I'll remember it after the episode. But um, they're stuck in this allegory like the uh, of the train station. The whole Al Gore psyop, I, I call it like a train station. Like the train station allegory where Neil was stuck in the train station and and that train station where once you're in that train station you're you're in nowhere and you're not going anywhere and most people in the anti-climate engineering movement and the freedom movement are stuck in that train station and Al Gore pretty much is the train man. They're stuck. They're stuck. And they will cling to these winter weather events as proof that the whole idea of the thermal energy buildup on the, of the planet, the warming of the planet, is a complete and total psyop. And it's not. It's absolutely happening. But, once again, yes, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, very bad. Very bad. I want nothing to do with that shit. Nothing. I want nothing. And I've been over this in past podcasts. Any solution that comes from a politician, run. Run the other way. And this, the psychological grip that these winter weather events have on people, we live, we humans have, I, I would say, lost our minds. <clears throat> I say we've lost our minds. I mean, you have people that will jump up and click their heels, many of them, anti-climate engineering movement, freedom movement, but well, but also the general public, will jump up and click their heels when it's 5 degrees in Baltimore, Maryland, but they won't pay any attention when it's 34 degrees in Barrow, Alaska. Once again, these these events simultaneously happening many times at the same time in the middle of winter. So they won't pay any attention to the fact that the, the incredible temperatures that have been recorded up in, up in the Arctic but they'll jump up and click their heels when it's five degrees in Baltimore. Well, I've been over this in past podcasts. Morons, there, there, there aren't any glaciers, major glaciers that regulate global temperature in Baltimore fucking Maryland. They're up in Barrow, Alaska. I don't give a shit if it's cold in Baltimore, Maryland. I want that cold up in Barrow, Alaska. You don't think the ice is melting up there? Once I've recommended this documentary, uh, Chasing Ice, non-political. Nothing to do with Al Gore, their train stationers. Watch that. Chasing Ice. But it's insane. 
People think it's the greatest thing in the world. Oh boy, it's five degrees in, in, in New Jersey and in, in Maryland. But then it's at the same time, many times, at the same time, or even at periodic times, it'll be well above normal, something like I've seen in like crazy temperatures like 34 degrees in Barrow, Alaska in the middle of January. And then you got this insanity of why do people want to live in cold weather? I just don't get that. This is, I mean, all this, this weather warfare has huge psychological implications. Once again, the individuals that run our world know more about the masses than the masses know about themselves. And what is it, this fucking obsession with people who want to live in cold weather? Why would somebody want to live in cold weather? Hey, where, where do you want to live when you get older? Well, I would like to live um, in an area where I can't grow any food. And it gets so cold that if my heat breaks down, I could die. Who the fuck would want to live in that kind of a situation? I just don't get it. I just... Why would somebody want to live in an area where you can't grow food? And just for all these people who praise the, the warming of the planet, that's not a good thing either, folks. This planet has a homeostasis, a balance, and there's warm temperate zones where we humans really, in my opinion, should live. Why does somebody want to live where, where it gets cold and you can't grow anything even for a part of the year? Fuck that. I used to be one of these morons. I used to love cold weather. What an idiot I was. Boy, was I a retard. But I started wising up. But once again, the planet is definitely warming. There's been several incidences of incredibly warm temperatures in wintertime in the Arctic Circle. It's just been many extreme Arctic temperatures. Then, of course, you could see the, you know, the temperature swings. The recent, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> the recent large glacier calvings. And then, of course, nobody questions. I've been, I mentioned this a little bit earlier. Nobody mentions, nobody questions what these airplanes are doing in the sky. And guess what, folks? What these airplanes are doing in the sky, there is no oversight on this. Not that that really matters. There's no government oversight. And once again, not that that matters. But at least with government oversight on something, when whoever is engaging, when, I'll just put it this way simply, when you have oversight, government oversight, of their programs, at least usually maybe after about two, five, 10, maybe 20 years, it comes out that, you know, crimes are being committed. Then of course the crimes just get changed. You know, they euphemize them and change them and stuff like that. And they continue doing what they're doing. But just like, look at, you know, Operation Mockingbird, the CIA agents infiltrating mainstream media news outlets. And, you know, they expose that to the public. You know, there was oversight and 
Uh, and, you know, they expose that to the public and then they just change the name and they just, you know, modified the brainwashing. And now the whole mainstream media is basically the CIA. In fact, they, they boast about, of course, they say, oh, former CIA member is now a commentator on Fox or CNN. And folks, that's it's the CIA. OK, running the mainstream media. And once again, like like with these, I mean, with these what these airplanes are doing to the sky, filling the sky with their filth, polluting the sky. You want to call it condensation? Go ahead and, and tell yourself that's what it is. Even if it is condensation, it's mass pollution, and it definitely affects the weather. It definitely, condensation has a negative effect on, on the atmosphere, and there's no oversight on this. There's no oversight on this. Even if it is, once again, just condensation, there should be oversight on it, and there is none. I mean none. God only knows what they can, folks, they're definitely spraying, I say, emitting aluminum, barium, strontium, and who knows what else. I mean, you could look at, there's pictures of the spray nozzles on, on, on airplanes with the spray nozzles aimed into where the jet, the stream from the jet engine would be. Folks, even if it is a lot of it is condensation, they can still, you know, they're still spraying. And there's no oversight. And of course, your Fox News, the, the heroes of, of the mainstream media, they don't say anything about this. And these planes definitely change the weather. And then you got Ken Caldera and Bill Gates, their relationship. Bill Gates has talked about wanting to geoengineer the planet. And Ken Caldera, I played the video of him talking about what he used to do for the U.S. government. Seeding clouds with biological agents to rain down on quote-unquote enemy populations. Real nice. <clears throat> this is what these individuals do. There's no oversight on this. None. And then you got, you know, since when do these snowstorms have warm sides to them? And I, and I ask, whatever happened to the Alberta Clippers? That's what we used to get in the Northeast. United States snowstorms would be Alberta Clippers coming down from Canada. Whatever happened to them? And then why does moisture for snowstorms now come out of southern waters like the Gulf of Mexico and southern... Atlantic Ocean that are very warm. What's with that? You know, and you got one side of the country record cold and the other side record warm. You got winter hurricanes, thunderstorms and snowstorms. Crazy temperature swings. Tornadoes and thunderstorms as a part of winter storms. You got a blizzard on one side, and then you got tornadoes and thunderstorms on the other side. What the fuck is up with that, dude? Ain't a winter storm. You got the U.S. East Coast, most anomalously cool place on Earth for, I think, like seven to ten years running. How's that? How's that happen? Are we just lucky? What's the deal with that?
You know, you got moisture migrating. You know, that, that's what they, you know, the, the, the official explanation is, you know, the warm moisture migrates up north and then it meets cold air and it creates these storms, which I think they're explaining weather manipulation. And the moisture can absolutely be manipulated with microwave transmission frequencies like ionospheric heaters. Um, definitely manipulates uh, moisture. The uh, microwave frequencies definitely manipulate moisture. Um, and climate engineering uh, components like aluminum affect moisture, actually act, acts as a, as a desiccant, dry, dries out. <clears throat> um, but lots of times, you know, I'll see situations where it'll be 65 degrees one day, then the next day 33 and snowing. I've seen I've seen it go from 45 degrees to 13 degrees in in less than 24 hours. I've even seen in less than I think around 12 hours. I'd say around 12 hours it go from 60 to 16 degrees. Like flat that you know the weather people covering up for it call it a flash freeze. Folks, this is all harbingers of human manipulation in weather, I say, definitely. And, you know, why wouldn't the weather people tell us about what's going on? Well, there's a, well, one explanation could be that there's a federal gag order on National Weather Service union employees. And a lot of people, you know, the debunkers say, well, it's, you know, it's because, um, <clears throat> that's for like collective bargaining and union stuff. And yeah, that's what, what it also, it, it, it does mention that, but also mentions, uh, 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 it, it's a pretty broad scope, this federal gag order on the union employees. And these union employees <clears throat> are the forecasters and all the people in charge of the weather forecast. And Huh. It's a lot of misdirection in all of this. And I was going to get into that a little bit, but I think, you know, I think I've gone long enough. I think I've covered pretty much everything that I want to cover this and I'm not I'm not going to touch on this anymore because nobody talks about this. It's like talking to a talking talking to a brick wall about this stuff because once again people say well until the mainstream news comes out with it it doesn't exist and well good luck it's never going to exist then once again people in the anti-climate engineering movement fallen not I, i'll say people in the anti-climate engineering movement not even talking about this aspect of climate engineering that the u.s military and russian and chinese militaries amongst others have the capability to create snowstorms not a mention and people in the freedom movement not wanting to mention this at all this aspect of climate engineering or climate engineering at all because it fits their narrative of of sticking it to Al Gore and Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. And once again, I'm certainly not for any of that shit. But you're being played out. 
You're being played out. Yes, yes, you are. Most definitely. And I've been over it using weather as a weapon. Absolutely immoral. <clears throat> absolutely immoral. And <sighs> folks, it's not even about whether these programs shouldn't be going on. Militaries, governments, human rulership, the state shouldn't even exist at all. Shouldn't even exist at all. And it's it's just a shame. It's a shame. But that's I'm not talking about this artificial ice nucleation extensively anymore. That's it. There, there's plenty of stuff for you to look up. You want to look into this. And I'm telling you, right now, right now, here in early February, New Jersey, last night, it was it was 52 degrees at nighttime. And now in another about 24 hours, it's going to get down to slightly under 20 degrees. But of course, that's called climate change. Folks, it's not climate change. I've been over this. It's not climate change. Climates change over thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands to millions of years. It's not climate change. I say this is the result either directly or indirectly of, of U.S. military you know, here in the U.S. weather manipulation. And yeah, I'm sure, and I absolutely think that the U.S. military also manipulates weather all around the world. From what I found, I saw um, many of these countries, the U.S. invading, having like uh, droughts that have that have have that the the you know the soon-to-be invading country hasn't seen for like 500 sometimes may like like a thousand years like many hundreds of years that's suspicious but that's going to be it i mean it's 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 useless no one's going to wake up to this it's fucking useless all right that's going to be it Thank you.